Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aces for Human, the podcast that centers on the human in HIV. Each episode brings you content on the human side of research, health, well-being, and community. The Aces for Human is sponsored by the legacy project of the Office of HIV-AIDS Network Coordination, HANC. My name is Pedro Goicochea and I will be your host today. Episode 10 marks the one-year anniversary of the podcast H equals H, the Aces for Human. A year ago, we aired an episode featuring messages from the principal investigators of the HIV-AIDS clinical research networks funded by the Division of AIDS of the National Institutes of Health. On this World AIDS Day, I would like to start by quoting an editorial of the Journal of the International AIDS Society titled, 40 Years of Investment in HIV Research, Progress Towards Ending the HIV Pandemic and Preparation for Future Pandemics. Authors by Sarah Reed, Mary Marovich, Carl Diefenbach, and Anthony Fauci of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And the quote reads, since the beginning of the HIV pandemic, sustained and substantial investments in biomedical research and community engagement has led to extraordinary progress towards ending the HIV pandemic and laid a foundation for successful response to emerging pandemics. The critical role of community engagement was clearly established in the research response to HIV. A successful effort could only have been achieved through the meaningful involvement of persons with HIV in research, from planning to implementation. From the early days of the HIV pandemic, when advocates stormed the U.S. National Institute of Health to make their priorities known, stakeholder engagement to drive the research agenda has been a cornerstone of the HIV research response. The HIV research enterprise is much improved by the broad involvement of community members on research teams and advisory boards not only in the United States, but globally, through networks that were established to foster research and care in regions and populations most affected by HIV. Quote, Mitchell Warren, the executive director of ABAC, a leading international nonprofit organization focused on AIDS prevention and global health equity, conducted an interview with Dr. Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases of the National Institute of Health. During this interview, Dr. Fauci touched on the importance of the involvement of affected communities in HIV research. You've talked a lot over the years about the importance of community engagement, of civil society, of advocates and advocacy and activism. It's obviously defined so much of the HIV history and to a large degree, some of the COVID conversations. Um, as science gets ever more complex, though, what are some of the key lessons of your direct engagement with advocates around the world over the years? And what do we need to be doing into the future with civil society and communities to really maximize the partnership? Well, you're asking a softball question here, Mitchell. Yeah, of course, the success of where we are right now is due in some part, not completely, but in a large part, to the extraordinary relationships and levels of trust between the scientific, the public health, and the mm. advocacy community. I mean, the story of how we partnered with the original group of HIV AIDS activists to what the role of those advocacy groups mm. 
would be when we were talking about the implementation of many of the interventions that we have. Getting the community involved, Mm. I think, is going to be very important if you want to adequately implement some of the interventions that we have. We need community outreach to get people who are not essentially aware of what is available to them to get them out there to be receptive of those interventions. So to me, anybody that thinks the days of advocacy and activism are over, that's crazy (laughs) because we need it now more than ever. So we just need to use the models of what was so successful in the late 80s, in the early 90s, in the mid 90s. We really need to regenerate that. So much has been achieved in these four decades of the HIV pandemic. However, there is still a lot to be done. This year, World's Day theme is Equalize. The Equalize slogan is a call to action. It is a prompt for all of us to work for the proven practical actions needed to address inequalities and help end AIDS. In the United States, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Carl Diefenbach, director of the Division of AIDS, have prepared messages for this World AIDS Day. This is Tony Fauci here at the NIH. And today on World AIDS Day, I want to take the opportunity to express my heartfelt thanks to the many community representatives who have worked tirelessly over the years in support of HIV research. You represent a global community of people of all ages living with and impacted by HIV, as well as parents, providers, educators, advocates, faith leaders, and trusted individuals in your community. Because of you, there is a heightened awareness and understanding of HIV research and the need for diverse communities to participate in clinical trials. As active members of community advisory boards and community working groups, institutional review boards, and numerous other committees, you have volunteered countless hours working on behalf of your communities to shape the research agenda for HIV prevention, vaccine, treatment, and cure. Your efforts have helped ensure that research studies are ethically conducted, acceptable to the community, and representative of the populations with the greatest burden of disease. This year's theme of World AIDS Day putting ourselves to the test, achieving equity to end HIV, reminds us that we must address the inequalities that continue to foster HIV disparities. You, the community, remind us of the many barriers that limit research participation and help us find meaningful ways to address them. And you hold us accountable so that we act and do our part to increase access to research as well as testing, care, and treatment. It is through this partnership of researchers and community that we will continue to push forward to achieving our goal of ending the epidemic. More than 35 years ago, when I invited AIDS activists to share their frustrations and ideas with me, I did not realize then that it would be leading to ongoing community participation in all aspects of HIV research. Those activists became integrally involved in the work of the AIDS Clinical Trials Group and, since then, community involvement in all aspects 
of NIAID-funded HIV research has evolved. Their participation has changed HIV research so much for the better. To all of you community members working in support of HIV research, a heartfelt thanks to you for everything you have done and continue to do. Hello, I'm Carl Diefenbach, Director of the Division of AIDS at the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. On this World AIDS Day, I would like to tell you about the Red Ribbon Registry. The Red Ribbon Registry is a database of people who are interested in participating in research studies that seek to find new ways to prevent and treat HIV. By signing up for the registry, you will have the chance to partner with researchers in fighting HIV. The registry allows researchers to quickly find people who might be a good fit for a study based on age, location, health factors, or other criteria. Funding for the registry is made possible through support from the National Institutes of Health. Researchers cannot advance science alone. It is only when community members volunteer to participate in research that medical breakthroughs are possible. Your participation will help end HIV sooner. So I hope you'll consider becoming a volunteer by going to the registry at helpendhiv.org. That's helpendhiv.org. And thank you. On another news, Dr. Anthony Fauci announced that he will be stepping down from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases on December 30th, after 58 years at NIH and 38 years as the director of NIAID. Mitchell Warren also covered that on his interview with him this past Monday. A mutual friend of ours actually said to me, as he looks back on your four decades of managing all of this, you've been one of the most effective spokespeople, particularly with policymakers. And he actually asked, how did you become an elected official whisperer? And I would add, what are we going to do without you to make some of those exact points with you not being our spokesperson on the Hill? Well, I think that there's a lot of good people there that can do some of this. I want to emphasize, Mitchell, that I am not stepping away from my passion for ending the epidemic. I'll be doing it in a different venue, but in fact, that venue could be perhaps equally, if not more effective, mm. because I could be out there at will making the points that I'm going to be making. So mm. although I understand people saying, well, what are we going to do now that he steps down? I'm not, I'm stepping down from government service, but I can assure you I'm not disappearing. And the only thing I could say is just wait and see as we get into 2023. Well, we are excited by that. The idea of Tony Fauci unplugged is something that I think we all are looking forward to. And as I told you when you made your announcement about stepping down, that an advocacy organization that is always looking for great advocates, and you are certainly one of them. Dr. Fauci will be missed, but fortunately, we will have him around. And this was another episode of The Age is for Human. Stay tuned for another episode. Do not forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your acquaintances, colleagues, friends, and family. And with me, it will be until next time in a new episode of The Age is for Human, the podcast that centers on the human in HIV.